Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on the final working day of the seventh month, today being Friday the 30th of July, 2021. Trust wherever you are in the world, you've had a phenomenal week in sales. You've taken your leadership to an entirely new level and you are very much looking forward to a weekend where you can just sit back, reflect and relax and think about what's just happened this week. Hopefully you've taken advantage of all the opportunities that were in front of you, but also planted some seeds for harvesting over the next two, three and beyond months that are coming. And uh, as we get closer to the end of the calendar year, it's uh, an opportunity to continue to plant those seeds now because what you do now at the end of July and beginning of August is now going to start paying dividends at the back end of September, November and possibly even into December. A lot of our course depends on your normal sales cycle and your customer's buying cycle, but I can guarantee you if you put the work in now, there will be a lots of little green shoots shooting up over the next two to three months that you can no doubt take advantage of and start harvesting to get the results and finish the calendar year in a very, very strong position. So with that said, in today's episode, I'm going to talk about the fact that every single person is in sales. Everyone is in sales. Whether you are a salesperson, whether you're a sales leader, or whether in fact you're listening to this podcast as a person who is not in sales whatsoever and you've just come across this podcast. Uh, if And if that's you, hey, welcome aboard. Hopefully, uh, hopefully what I talk about is enough for you to want to come back and listen to some more episodes, but also check out some of the previous episodes on the platform that you're listening to. And the reason I want to talk about this today is spent a great day yesterday, ran a workshop for a great group of people uh, across the country, and it was uh, it was a bit of a hybrid session. So for the first time in probably oh, two weeks, we just came out of lockdown, lockdown number five here in Victoria, uh, got back to be able to get face-to-face yesterday, running a workshop face-to-face, which meant... Uh, for the first time in a couple of weeks, had to remember to put business pants on and not just the tracksuit pants, uh, which is another thing entirely, but uh, spent some time with a great group of people uh, in person, but also had a number of people dialing in via Zoom in other parts of the country. And the thing with this is that some people in, in the workshop were in a direct sales role. They were they had responsibility for driving a number for this organization. And others were in more of a service role or in a more of a support role. And the actual workshop touched on a number of different areas, including communication. We talked a little bit about custom service and what customers really are all about and why we need to be positioning ourselves in a certain way to give ourselves the opportunity to serve customers in the appropriate way for the organization. But also we talked a lot about sales and how sales is really the essential element to any business because it's only through sales do we generate opportunities and through those opportunities generate cash flow which keeps the business alive and so without sales we don't have anything and what was really interesting it was fascinating conversation about sales when we actually spoke about it because I found out that irrespective of the type of role that people had there was this certain perception that people had around sales and certainly sales people and interestingly as you probably would have expected uh, those who are in the direct sales role had absolutely no issue talking about sales. In fact, they were really passionate about sales. They were passionate about the role they were doing and they definitely loved the process. In fact, one of the guys was talking about the fact that they hated being in the office and that their their passion, if you like, or their, their genius zone was being out on the road talking to customers. Now, for other people, 
they could think of nothing worse going out and literally knocking on doors or having conversations with people and hopefully giving the, getting the opportunity to convert them and to sell services and products to them. But for these, for these guys, they absolutely loved it. And so conversations around, well, we need to actually ask for the order and we need to ask them to purchase, it just naturally comes out of the, the mouths of these salespeople. But for the non-salespeople, and when I say non-sales, these are the people who are not in a role that, uh, what they think is not in a role that's around sales, they could think of nothing worse than actually asking a customer for a piece of business. So it made for a really intriguing conversation because one of the questions I asked was, well, for the people who were not in, uh, in, a, in a sales role or in a direct sales role, I asked them, so what, what is it about sales that is that puts you off? Or what, what is it you don't like about sales? And it was intriguing to get the responses. And a lot of it is based on conditioning. A lot of it's based on hearsay. A lot of it's based on maybe poor experiences they've had with salespeople in their past to the point where they just don't want to be that type of person because they have a certain perception as to what a salesperson is and therefore what a salesperson does. And so some of them thought, well, in order to be a salesperson, I've got to be pushy. I have to convince customers to buy products that they don't really need. Uh, I've got to pressurize customers into making a decision. And one of the one of the participants was actually sharing the fact that, you know, many years ago she was in a role that I think was at a bank and working as a bank teller, the expectation that was placed upon her and her peers was that every single customer, they had to ask certain questions to find out why they're not investing more with the particular bank. And she said, oh, I felt really uncomfortable doing that because it was almost, in her eyes, an invasion of privacy. So the perception that she'd actually built up just by having to do certain things in a role that she'd done years and years ago had this fixation on, I need to be pushy. I need to ask people questions that perhaps are uncomfortable and potentially ask them to do things that they don't want to do, i.e. start pushing them. And then they shared, a number of them shared examples where they had experiences purchasing a product, whether it be a car or, or a bike or whatever the case might be, sometimes in retail. There was one of the guys who was sharing information about his experience trying to buy carpet for a renovation he was doing a few years ago as well and how the perception of the salesperson based on that interaction was, I would never want to be in sales because I could never be that person to push that product onto anybody and therefore expect to get a result. The other perception they had was, oh, if I'm, I'm, I'm an introvert. I, I can't talk to people. And my view is to be a salesperson, you've got to be able to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. You need to be extroverted. You need to be really energetic and really, really passionate and, and really aloof in some cases. And I said, well, okay, let's, let's spend some time uh, dispelling a lot of these myths. So I spent probably an hour actually talking about the, the sales game and uh, giving them some understanding on what sales actually is and helping them maybe see sales from a different perspective altogether. So one thing I asked them, I asked them this very direct question. I said, okay, is anybody in a relationship of some sort, whether you're married, have a um, have an intimate partner, and everybody put their hand up. Uh, Say, so, yep, I'm married, got an intimate partner, all, all that stuff. Okay, cool. The follow-up question was, okay, did that relationship just happen by osmosis? And there was silence. And I said, well, they go, well, no, what do you mean? I said, well, at some point, for you to be with that partner right now, at some point, one of you got sold. I then followed up to say, well, is anybody in a role right now where they didn't have to go through a interview process, where they didn't have to put their best foot forward, or maybe even try to convince or influence the person who is now your boss uh, to hire you? And I said, well, no, we all went through a job interview and a process. So, so there you go. You're also in sales because you had to influence somebody to pick you as the most likely candidate 
to be able to do the role that you're doing right now. So I said the crux of this is this. At the end of the day, guys, irrespective of whether you're in a sales role, whether you are in a director role, whether you are in a uh, individual contributor role, whether you are in finance, engineering, accounts payable, accounts receivable, or any other role that you want to actually put on the table, every single person is in sales. It just may not mean that you're physically selling a product or you're transacting with an external stakeholder, but I've got to tell you, you are in a sales role because even within an organization where you don't have to deal with external customers, you still have to deal with internal customers and you are still in a sales role because you have to influence other people in order to make a decision and to get things done. So let's just dispel this myth completely about that nobody is in sales, only the salespeople who are out selling products and selling selling services are in sales because that is rubbish. Every single person is in sales. And so what that led to was a really, really robust conversation around, okay, so what actually is sales about? And it was a fascinating conversation because at the end of it, I think every single person, irrespective of the role they had, understood that, you know what, we are in a sales role and maybe sales is not uh, something to be shunned. It's actually something to be embraced because I I said, this is the thing. And I'll share, I've shared this with on the podcast, and if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I say this quite often, and that is sales is the ultimate form of service. And when it's, when it's all said and done, what it really is, it's about problem solving. So if you can articulate a problem, if you can first of all identify a need or a problem that a particular person has, whether that be a person in the external sense or an internal sense in terms of people, people within your organization, If there is a problem that you can identify and if you can articulate the problem better than they can, then they will attribute you as having a solution or a potential solution to that problem. And so would it be then uh, expected or would it be common sense to then share what that solution is with that individual? Now, if we did that and they said, that's a great idea, let's move forward or how do we move forward? And you do move forward and you provide a solution, guess what? You've just made a sale. Now, whether there's a monetary value attached to that or not, it's actually irrelevant because when you look at it, all sales is, is solving problems. Now, where the challenge becomes a real challenge is too many organizations and therefore too many people within organizations believe that sales is all about uh, closing the deal. Now, yes, it's true that in order to make money, in in order to drive revenue, in order to drive sales, you need to actually get people and customers to say yes, and they need to have some level of transaction. But the problem is there's a pressure that's applied to wanting to hit that number or having to hit that number or to close that deal, which is where a lot of the implied pressure comes upon and therefore a lot of people look at sales as being, I can't do that because it's too high pressured and I don't want to put pressure on customers to purchase products or to purchase services that they probably don't want. Now, this is where we have a real issue because a lot of organizations believe their own rhetoric a little bit too much. They they drink their own Kool-Aid and they think that they've got the best product and or the best service on the marketplace and many of them believe that that will just sell themselves. The problem is, is they haven't done the research to identify what is the specific problem that we are geared around solving. And when it comes to having our sales team, we're not educating our sales team on what is the specific problem that we solve. We are just saying, we have this product, you are a salesperson, you will take this product, you will go to marketplace and you will sell this product and you'll try to sell it and retrofit it to every possible living organism that you can possibly come across. And this is where the perception of a lot of salespeople come from because it's all about high pressured stakes and if every single customer I come across, I've got to try and close the deal. And this is not what sales is. If you listen to a podcast I recorded a few weeks ago, I said sales can actually be really, really simple and it can be broken down into three simple steps. It is simply getting a lead, making an offer, 
and following up. It's as simple as that. Now, the challenge for a lot of organizations is when it comes to either getting the leads because they haven't clearly articulated where the marketplace is that they want to actually focus on and they try to be too many things to too many people and therefore their marketplace is very wide and they wonder why they're not getting the results they want or they've got their salespeople going out and talking probably to the wrong people about the wrong product, trying to solve the wrong problem and not necessarily providing therefore the right solution because it's the wrong problem. So getting the lead is, is, is as simple as identifying, okay, what is, what is and who is my ideal client, my ideal customer? Do they have a need? What is the problem that this particular customer may typically experience in the marketplace that I might be able to provide a solution for? So getting very, very specific and very granular on what the ideal customer looks like. So there's no point talking to a person who lives in at the South Pole or the North Pole, not that there's many people living there, and trying to sell them an air conditioner because it just doesn't make sense. And yet, this is what we see day in and day out from organizations, but also salespeople, is they're talking to too many people who are not qualified. So getting a lead needs to be really, really focused on in terms of what is my ideal client, what is my ideal market, and what is the problem this market actually experiences, and does this uh, market, does this potential customer want to solve the problem? Because that's the other thing. A lot of customers are more than happy to experience a problem, but there's not necessarily a solution they want to find to fix the problem because they don't necessarily want to fix the problem. Or they don't recognize that the problem is big enough to want to need to fix the problem because there's other priorities. And so therefore, we don't want to be just pushing product and pushing services. We need to be very, very clear on what the problem is that the market is experiencing. And then making the offer is just asking, well, if you if you have this problem and if I can articulate this problem and you can understand the problem and you think that I've got a solution, then wouldn't it be incumbent on me to provide you with an opportunity to purchase that particular product or service or therefore solve the problem for you? And that's as simple as it gets. And if the follow-up is simple that, following up. And the follow-up could be as simple as, hey, would you like to buy this particular product or this service? Or would you like this solution to solve your problem? Or how badly do you want to solve the problem? Whatever the case might be. And sometimes you have customers that want to take a bit of time to think about stuff, and that's fine. You're going to have, there's so many customers out there that we just have to make sure we're following up. Now, one of the key things that these guys weren't doing necessarily is they didn't have a process to really follow up. And so there was a lot of potential opportunities falling through the cracks because they weren't following up. And so out of this conversation, we recognize that, you know what, it's time to take the pressure off. It's time to take the pressure off us as salespeople, but also the people who are non-sales, take the pressure off the expectation that we have to sell, whether it be ideas or products, in the marketplace simply to hit a number. Now, it means we're not, we need to take a completely different approach. So instead of trying to focus on uh, customers who will actually be a likely fit for my product, how about we look for opportunities to potentially serve them and to add value to them? How about we think about conducting a conversation, getting to know people better, building a level of a relationship, building rapport? How about we be really curious and start asking curious-based questions to try and find out as much information as we possibly can as to what is causing this particular customer problems and whether they need a solution or not. How about we then actively start to listen to what they're saying rather than us looking for the opportunity to put the next close in place or to try and put a retrofitted solution into a problem that we're perceiving that they're going to have, but we haven't actually qualified that they actually have the problem. How about we then leave them with an impression of increase so instead of them having a sour taste in their mouth because they've had an interaction with a quote-unquote a salesperson, how about we actually leave them with an impression of increase where they feel better about themselves having had an interaction with us? And how do we do that? We build a relationship. We make it all about them and we look at how we can serve, how we can add value and how we can help them 
solve the problem because here's the thing, guys. People want to buy from people who they know, who they like, and who they trust. They do not want to buy from people who they do not trust. So one of the unfortunate things around sales and the perception that many people have around sales is that sales people can't be trusted. Why? Because they have this perception that they are quite pushy and they want to convince you to buy a product whether you want the product or you need the product or not. Now, if that's completely removed from the conversation and if you provide an experience for somebody to say, yes, I'm a salesperson, yes, I have a product to sell and yes, I'm going to have an opportunity to provide a service to you and yes, there will be an investment involved, if that's all up front, that's fine. But if you actually do it in such a way that the person feels uh, obligated or in fact incented to move towards you and lean forward, they're doing the buying because you've done it in the right way. You've actually asked great questions. You look for opportunities where you can add value. It is the ultimate form of service and you've been able to articulate a problem and then provide a solution to that problem where it's just a logical consequence that there will be a transaction, there will be a sale made. So out of this episode, the key thing is every single person is in sales. Whether you are in direct sales, whether you're a sales leader, whether you're not in sales, or whether you're not even a sales leader, whether you're just a normal leader, every single person is in sales. So let's embrace it. As long as we understand that it's all about problem solving and it is the ultimate form of service. So with that said, if you're committed to taking your game to an entirely new level and in the process helping your sales team develop much better results that become replicable and sustainable, then I'd love to have a conversation with you about working together one-on-one over the next 90 days and helping you take your leadership to the exceptional sales letter level. Simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com, pick a time that suits, we'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation about what the program looks like and get you well on your way to being that exceptional sales leader over the next 90 days or so. So I look forward to having that conversation. Look forward to having a great weekend. May you have also a phenomenal weekend and look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.